verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If I could pick out a singular verse to turn to in times of hardship, in times of warfare, in times of famine, in times of heartache, would be Psalm 91.1. One of the first verses I ever memorized but still rings true. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The best place for you to be is in the secret place with the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Do you, did you recognize the change? He that dwelleth in the secret place I will say, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee. If He did it for me, He can do it for you. If He did it for me, He can do it for you. And from the noisome pestilence, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. We're going to preach tonight not because we're down, not because we're hurt, not because we're this or that. We're going to preach tonight to let hell know that we are still on top. That God is still in control. And that we are still His people. We are still the sheep of His pasture. We're going to preach tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost message I preached in 2021 but I felt it so strong today last night terror by night terror by night I also understand there's a lot of you that weren't here in 2021 so you're hearing this for the first time if you missed it this morning let me reiterate it again tonight just so you know what path we're on for the last six months Every week, our average attendance for the week has been 125. We're not afraid. Terror by night. 
Let's put our Bibles down. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for the understanding that it, your word is forever settled in heaven. Your word is forever settled in heaven. Your hand is not slack concerning your promise. But God, you are going to do miraculous things amongst us tonight. We believe it in the name of Jesus. We claim it in the name of Jesus. And Satan, the blood of Jesus, is still against you. In Jesus' name. Why don't you put your Bibles down? Why don't you lift your voices? Why don't you clap your hands? Oh, yes! Yes! You can be seated. Terror by night. We have not come tonight to preach about the boogeyman or monsters hiding under your bed. We have not come tonight to invoke fear, but rather just the opposite. That in the very face of your enemy, I just, I, I feel a little streak of, Alan, it's a little streak of crazy. It's kind of scaring me right now. That in the very face, did you say it was scaring you too? It's going to be all right. We're going to make it. In the very face of our enemy, we can tear him down. And quote the psalmist who said, Thou preparest a table before me. In the very presence of my enemy. When hell would like me to lose my appetite, when hell would like me to lose sleep, when hell would like me to back down, and hell would like me to cower, God said, no, sir, no, ma'am. There is a table spread. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, that when adversaries come, and they will, when trouble comes, and it will, I have a place of escape. I don't have to stand there on the railroad tracks of life and watch hell barrel down on me like the high noon train of Norfolk Southern with three engines and 16 miles of cars saying we'll never get it stopped in time. But there is a secret place with the most high... I just want to let hell know we still believe holiness is right. I just want to let hell know we still believe in a harvest. We still believe in souls. We still believe that this gospel is for whosoever will. 
we still believe the word of God that said come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you so Psalm 91 drives I mean it drives with strength it sets out to magnify God as a refuge and a fortress. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge or shelter and my fortress. He is my castle. He is my defense. He is my stronghold. He is the place for those who are hunted. I just want to preach to somebody tonight that feels like you've got a target on your back and that every time you make two steps forward, hell knocks you three steps backwards. I'm going to... Try bones! Hear the word! There's a place in His kingdom for you! Surely... He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my stronghold when I'm being hunted. He's the strong place. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. That's the trap of the bird hunter. And oftentimes, here comes life. And life's knocking us around. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh God, I want to soar. Was it made? Sit around on the ground. Isaac, I wasn't made to be a chicken. I can't fly. And it's only good for a frying pot. Nasty birds. I wasn't made. to sit around with the flock and fight over roosts and peck the feathers out of other people. I wasn't made to live like that. I wasn't created for that. But they shall mount up with wings as an eagle. I wasn't made to just sit around on the ground watching everybody else have all the fun. I'm going to break it down to where we live tonight. I'm going to get real plain and real real with us tonight. You were not created to sit around and watch me have all of the spiritual experiences. No. When Jesus was speaking to his apostles, he didn't say, and greater works than these shall only the pastors do. He didn't say, these works shall follow the fivefold ministry. He didn't say, only the evangelists can lay hands on the sick. He didn't say, only the pastors can lay hands on the, the disturbed and see them delivered. These signs shall follow them that believe.
You know what was happening this morning? While I was in here trying to do my best to preach and not twist my stomach, literally not. Kid City was in their classroom having a move of God. I'm talking kids laid on their faces on the floor crying and praying. What is that, Pastor? That's apostolic! That's revival! I want more of it! Just pause. Just hang on a second. You're thinking, man, what kind of lesson did Brother Stender teach? He didn't. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Sister Stender taught the message. You'll think, you know what, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to make sure that all the men have a prayer life. But, but God can't use me that way. God's going to use men to teach Bible studies. I don't believe God wants to use women that way. No, sir. No, ma'am. You come too late. Well, they ought to just sit down and be quiet. I don't believe that. Told you. I want to fly. I want to soar. But Pastor, there's something holding me back. Do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Or do you want me to tell you what you need to hear? Now, I really, really like it when both of those things are the same. I mean, if every day was like that. I know that it looks impossible. Hello? Still there a little. I know it looks like it can't happen. But what, what might God be able to do for the chase if when we came in and we felt like we're locked up? And, and you're not this way, okay? I'm just talking to you because you're a receptive audience member right now, okay? Sincerely, he's not this way, so. What would happen if when we came in and we were, we were locked up and we were trapped? We said, my God, I want to fly so bad. I want to soar so bad. What would happen if I drug myself to the altar and I said, okay, God, you called me out. I just believe, I just believe that we've got some mature enough saints that would hear the voice of God as that person who seems to be struggling to soar, who seems to be struggling to get off the ground. 
I believe we've got some folks that could hear the master say, Hey, lose him. Get the grave clothes off of her. Get the grave clothes off of him. Lose him. Let him go. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you that in those moments, don't stay home. In those moments, don't sit back. I know you feel like you got lead boots on. You feel like you're ratchet strapped to the chair. But don't stay home. Every chance you get, get to church. Pastor, you beating up on people? I'm not beating up on anybody, please. I'm not beating up on anybody. I want to, I want to see you fly. I want to see you fly more than you want to see you fly. It, it doesn't threaten me. I don't feel threatened when people are called to preach under me. I don't feel threatened to let them in the pulpit and let them stretch their wings and, and to let them grow. I want to see you fly. And I'm telling you that our God is big enough to deliver you from the snare of the fowler. See, fowlers find it very ineffective to put their snares in the air. Because that's the bird's native territory. And so they'll put their snare on the ground and I just feel like taking a break I'm tired sister Janice I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired something just changed but our God is able to deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. I believe that God can deliver you from that thing that has you trapped. I believe it so much that I'd be willing to tell you that if you will, if you will allow God to do what only God can do, whatever has had you trapped will just be a blip on the radar of your past. It does not have to define you. It is not your identity. I'm going to say it again. It does not have to define you. And it is not your identity. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. The language. It's like a bird that's gathered her young close. You've heard me tell the story before. I believe it was in Yellowstone National Park. 
there had been a wildfire and park rangers were, were walking through the park after the fire had been extinguished. And on the ground, underneath the tree, they noticed the charred remains of what they determined to be a bald eagle. And she was near the base of a tree. And they had never seen anything like that before because that is not the eagle's place of comfort. They might swoop down to, to gather prey, but they, they certainly would not have at the first sign of danger just hunkered down on the ground. And so they approached very carefully and trying to assess what might have happened. And, and one of them touched the charred remains. And I don't know whether the remains fell over, whether they crumbled or, or, or what happened, but there was a shift in the remains. And from underneath the remains, Brother Ashton, came eaglets. Four or five that were healthy, that were alive, that were unsinged by the fire. Because Mama said, I know I could get out, but they can't. He became sin who knew no sin. He could have just continued. But instead, they can't make it out. So against the very nature of that eagle, she got her eaglets on the ground, her brood. They couldn't fly. And so she gathers them close and provides them shelter. She perishes, yet they live. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. I, I know I'm getting sidetracked tonight, but let me just tell you, it's his truth that matters. There, there's truly not, none of this, well, you know, that's your truth, and that can be your truth, but this is my truth. No, that's your opinion. I'm just going to preach it straight tonight. If you have just a set of beliefs that are not balanced and not checked by the Word of God, all you have is an opinion. My truth does not matter. His truth matters. There is safety in sound doctrine. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. The word buckler literally means surrounding. The word buckler attached in the same sentence with the word shield gives further explanation. That it is a shield, but it is a, a large shield. And it's the kind of shield that provides covering all over. 
my opinion. It's just my opinion. His truth has the ability to cover. I'm still preaching to hell tonight. His truth endureth to all generations. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. That word terror is a thing of great fear. Webster defined terror as a state of intense or overwhelming fear. It is violence or the threat of violence that is used as a weapon of intimidation or coercion. It's when the enemy gets up in your business. got to be careful how I do this too. i got fighters in this room. Isaac, you won't hurt me. So when the enemy gets all up in your business, yeah, yeah, you're going down. Look at him, he's terrified. Let go sweat. Yeah, you better be scared. You fit bump. Scared at all. Watch that other bite. When the enemy gets all up in your business. She'll cut you, fool. Yeah. When the enemy gets all up in your business, tries to intimidate you to back down. And every time you lift your hands to pray, there he is. Don't you know how you messed up this week? Don't you know how you made that mistake and you can't even show your face in public? Don't you know how you got this mess up and that mistake and you fell on your face? And it's the terror by night and it's the things that haunt you when you're trying to go to sleep and it's the past mistakes that you try to shake and you can't shake it but it plagues your mind every time you get to the altar. I come to put hell on blast tonight. Greater is he that is within me than he that's in the world. Thou shalt not be afraid. Some of y'all, not picking on you. Please understand that. But we got to pull the mask off of the enemy. Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren day and night. And what God won't remember, Satan won't let you forget. 
every time we come to church, start having a breakthrough, and we feel a breakthrough, there's that voice. There's that voice. Oh, I know what you did. I know what you did on that phone. I know what you did on that computer. I know what you did at that party. I know what you did with that coworker. I know what you did at school. I know this. I know that. Let me, let me preach to some young people that might be struggling tonight. Trying to be wise. The devil is an intimidator. You know why he intimidates? Because he can't really do anything unless God gives him permission to do it. So, the best way young person if you're struggling living for God you really want to live for God you got to get past the terror at night you've got to make up in your mind I am going to align myself with his secret place. And the secret place of the Almighty means that I am under God's protection. And so when the enemy comes in, okay, there, there are two ways to determine or to, uh, to interpret that scripture. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. That's probably the most common way that we say it in English. But we have to understand that when they wrote the Scripture, they didn't use punctuation. And so the Scripture could also be interpreted when the enemy comes in. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. I'm just, I'm just crazy enough to believe that God's forces are much larger than the forces of the enemy. Thou shalt not be afraid. Young person, if you're struggling, the best thing you can do is build yourself a prayer closet. The best thing you can do is establish yourself a prayer life. The best thing you can do is make up your mind like Brother Marks preached the other night in Edwardsburg. I'm all in. I am all in. Not the terror by night, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. It might be midnight, Or midday. Judah's still plowing. 
Thou shalt not be afraid. What's the psalmist doing, Pastor? The psalmist is poetically and metaphorically using phrases to show that God guides and protects His people from any attack, from all attacks, at any time, and at all times. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. One of the terrors by night of the ancient times was the robber. Job 24 and verse 14 says, The murderer, rising with the light, killeth the poor and needy. And in the night is as a thief. The eye also of the adulterer waiteth for the twilight, saying, No eye shall see me. Disguises his face. In the dark they dig through houses, which they had marked for themselves in the daytime. They know not the light. For the morning is to them, even as the shadow of death, they're afraid of the light. And if one know them, they are in the terrors of the shadow of death. Your enemy loves to lurk in dark places. Your enemy loves to mark you during the day. Well, you know, they're, they're too confident at church. They're too confident at youth. They're too confident at fellowship. They're so much more confident when other people are around. He's so much more confident when he's preaching. The Galatians, if you read Galatians chapter 10, one of the things that they had against Paul, they say, say Paul, when you write your letters, they roll with thunder. But when we see you in person, you're as diminutive and as quiet as a mouse. You're so big behind the pen. You're so confident on that platform. Why don't you come down here with a common man? And mark them during the day. And so when they're at night, and when they're the most vulnerable, when they're by themselves and the temptation starts to thrum through their psyche, the enemy knows I couldn't get them during the day when everybody else was around. I couldn't get them during the day when mom and dad were awake. I'll get them at night when everybody else is asleep. I'll plague their dreams. I'll plague their nightmares. I just come to preach to the church of the living God that we don't have to be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flieth by day. Our God is greater! But night attacks. Night attacks on the part of a foreign enemy were not uncommon. Song of Solomon chapter 3. Verse 8, describing perhaps the wedding procession and Solomon's men being ready for war. They all hold swords, being expert in war. Every man hath his sword upon his thigh because of fear in the night. Solomon's going to his wedding to collect his bride. 
It's nighttime. And they're all stacked. They're all packing heat. Because things happen in the night that won't happen during the daytime. Your enemy feels more confident at night. Elder, thank you. Publicly, I want to thank Elder. He woke up at 1.30 in the morning, Monday night. And he couldn't go back to sleep. Pastor, I just started praying for him. I said, I felt like Satan's circling. And I will tell you, I believe because of his prayer, I have had a natural peace this week. When we get sensitive to the power we have in God, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor the arrow that flieth by day. You don't need to fear the secret attacks, but you also don't need to be afraid of the open warfare. The man or woman who trusts in God will be protected in the heat of the battle. I come to tell you, CLT, we've got what it takes to continue pushing forward. Why do I feel sicker at night when I'm sick? The Intercoastal Medical Group Incorporated says, when you have a cold, have you ever wondered why you suddenly feel ten times worse at night? It's bad enough during the day with the congestion, headaches, and fever, but at night your symptoms become a real nightmare. They say that hormone levels fluctuate, increasing and decreasing within a daily cycle. That the hormone called cortisol that is made by the adrenal glands helps regulate blood sugar levels, metabolism, and blood pressure. It also helps the body manage stress. Everybody say, thank God for cortisol. Cortisol also helps your immune system fight off infection and sickness. More cortisol circulates through the human body during the day. So at night, there is less cortisol in the blood. As a result, your white blood cells readily detect and fight infection in your body at this time, provoking the symptoms of the infection to the surface, such as fever, congestion, chills, or sweating. Therefore, you feel sick or sicker, more sick during the night. And while our flesh might say, man, this, this really stinks. It is actually an indication that we are waging a war that we could not wage during the day. 
bodies fighting against the sick. Our bodies pushing in the darkness. What if we're actually our strongest in the night? A couple of other things to consider are the natural differences we experience during the day and at night. The position of our bodies. Pressure. And our bodies is constantly changing. Gravity has a lot to do with that. Then at night we're laying down. Keeping the body upright can make a world of difference for your congestion and breathing by helping to drain mucus from your airway. Didn't you want to know that on a Sunday night at church? Another reason is distractions. We're more distracted during the day. We, we stop thinking about how sick we are and we start thinking more about all the things we have to get done. They go on to give tips to help you fight illness. Stay hydrated. Drinking fluids helps flush out the infection or the bacteria. Big deal, Pastor. Google would have told me that. Jeremiah 17, verse 13. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed. And they that depart from me shall be written in the earth. Because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. You want to stay hydrated spiritually? You want to fight off spiritual sickness? Stay connected to the fountain of living waters. John 7, 38, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Another thing that you can do is to be prepared. They say have all of your essentials near you at night, tissues, medicine, water. Those things will be a lifesaver because you'll save energy. You'll get the most rest possible. Just keep the things that are necessary close. I got me a chocolate bar. <laughs> a big red. Just kidding, a Dr. Pepper. Essentials, Sister Ken's. Essentials. Roll of lifesavers. Those were a lifesaver. Just kidding. Be prepared. Have all of your essentials nearby so you can get the most rest possible. Isaiah 28 and verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith he may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they wouldn't hear. Another tip is to support your immune system. Help it fight off colds and flus by staying strong. Taking vitamin C, drinking hot tea, getting plenty of sleep. Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. 
Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Church, the Lord your God is with you. Amen. The Lord your God is with you. You're not walking alone. You're not trodden down the path of life, isolated. But you have what it takes to stay spiritually healthy. You have what it takes to be strong and courageous. You have what it takes to move forward. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night. Psalm 91 can really be divided into two voices. The first voice assures God's protection to His faithful people. The second voice comes later in the chapter. And it's the voice of God promising His care and His availability. Psalm 91, 14. Because He hath set His love upon me, therefore will I deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him. So you can tell fear to take a hike. You can tell fear to take a long walk on a short pier. Concrete shoes. Because I don't have to live that way. I don't have to live under the gun. I don't have to live hunkered down. But I can stand up straight. I can square my shoulders. And I can say I am a child of God. I am a man of God. You can say, I am a woman of God. I don't have to be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows that fly during the day. I wonder if I have anybody here tonight as we open these altars and they begin to sing. I wonder if I have anybody here tonight that needs an extra dose of courage, an extra dose of strength through the Holy Ghost. I wonder if you would make your way to this altar tonight. If you would lift your voice, if you would lift it high, Lift your hands and let God work. I feel it in this room.